from Wyoming Public Media, this is Human Nature, real stories where humans and our habitat meet. I'm Caroline Ballard. This episode is all about our legacy, what we do that leaves a mark. We'll hear about the visible impact we leave behind on the country we live in and the countries we visit. To tell this story, we're sharing an episode of another podcast we admire. She Explores is a show about women who are inspired by time spent outside. She Explores has covered the overlap of outdoors and mental health, diversity, motherhood, entrepreneurship, conservation, fear, and more. Find the show at she-explores.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's She Explores host, Gail Straub. It starts on a sunny morning in Torres del Paine National Park in southern Chile. I was invited there by Emily Green. Her sister, Julia, is an old friend of mine. This national park is out of this world beautiful. Craggy mountains rise 10,000 feet from what is essentially sea level. It's incredibly remote. I flew from Boston to Panama City to Santiago, then took another three-hour flight to Punta Arenas, then rode a bus three hours north to Porta Natales. It's another two hours or so to the park, and I arrived at this campsite via a catamaran boat. Emily is the director of a nonprofit called the Torres del Paine Legacy Fund. She got her start working for a U.S. aid contractor, but found her niche combining conservation and travel. Back when she was 16, she visited South America for the first time on exchange in Argentina. And I fell in love with this family I stayed with. They had a daughter my age. We're still friends to this day. It was just a wonderful experience in Chaco, Argentina. The people were just wonderful. And so I saved up all my money after that to go back and back and back. And then I went to the Universidad de Buenos Aires when I was in university. And that kind of began my love affair with Latin America. Even at 16, she was interested in community building. The exchange program had a service component. And that's continued today. What Emily likes most about backpacking, camping, and the outdoors is the time that she gets to spend with friends and family. You know, I know some people who really love to challenge themselves physically or mentally by being alone and, and hiking for days on end and and really pushing themselves. You know, I've done that. I, I, I can understand why that's attractive to some people. But for me, it's about getting to beautiful places that you otherwise wouldn't be able to access and then having that social experience with friends or family and sharing what you're seeing, these tremendous views and and connection with nature with other people. The mission of the Torres del Paine Legacy Fund is pretty straightforward, to ensure a sustainable future for Torres del Paine National Park and its surrounding communities. The Legacy Fund was started in 2014 in response to the dramatic increase in visitation to the area and the lack at the time of a mechanism to sort of bring together the public sector, the private sector, residents, visitors in a joint effort to promote and implement a more sustainable tourism for Torres del Paine. So we were established to implement locally led uh, sustainability projects 
that fall in four objectives that we have as a foundation, which is ecosystem protection restoration, mitigating visitor impacts, and improving tourism infrastructure, kind of expanding recreation and cultural opportunities in the region. So not everything is trekking, trekking, trekking and towards Alpine, but you know, people can get to know the history and culture and, and art and, and all the other things that this region has to offer. And then also promoting community development. So that's really broadly defined so that any person, organization, or public, private, whatever, in Puerto Natales or in the province that has an idea of how they want to better their community, how they want to better their environment, can apply to the fund for technical or financial assistance with their project. And we're mostly funded by tourism businesses that want to give back to their community, reinvest in, in the product that they're selling, which after all is the natural environment. So whether that's international businesses or local businesses that support us or individual visitors that, that you know get to know us through our business partners and they fall in love with this place and they also want to give back and, and help support the park. So a comparative nonprofit in the United States might be the Yosemite Conservancy. Is there ever a surprise that there's a need for a fund like this? Yes, in the sense that there is a lot of money that comes into the park, be it via the tourism sector or the admissions to the park. But a lot of those admissions go to central Santiago, and then they're distributed out not proportional to the visitation that the park is receiving. So it's not like every entrance fee to Torres de Paine goes back to Torres de Paine. So that's that's a little uh, challenging in terms of administration on the public sector side. On the private sector side, I think the increase in visitation happened so quickly here that a lot of people weren't prepared. The growth just escalated dramatically and a lot of the services and support services, the public sector conservation are really behind and and keeping up with that with that growth. The Torres del Paine Legacy Fund steps in to help support the community of the park and the closest town, Porta Natalis, whenever it can. Some projects include reforestation of the park with a Langatree nursery, a recycling system at a cultural center in Porta Natalis, and trail maintenance and building in the park. Today, we're focusing on the latter. So perfect knowing that every step you make is a step. We okay. make. It's something. <laughs> yeah, it's a step. <laughs> yeah. You feel so good about it. And now, people that I know will come here like in the mm. future. Yeah, you can tell them you built this. Yeah, like the best way you walked on, I built that. <laughs> I think this bears repeating because it has a couple of different meanings. Every step you take is a step you make. I joined volunteers on the trail that were turning an old horse trail in the park into a trekking trail. One thing I found surprising about the park is how few trails there are. The park is almost 600,000 acres, and yet most hikes are limited to the famous W and O tracks, which cover around 75 miles. With over 250,000 visitors a year, there's a lot of natural wear and tear. (laughs) 
<laughs> what, what was your name again? My name's Kathy. Kathy. Okay. Right. There were 20 Chilean trail volunteers through the Legacy Fund, and seven were there through a U.S. nonprofit called Conservation VIP. They run trips to places like Machu Picchu and the Scottish Highlands to work on important conservation and preservation projects. Kathy is one of those volunteers. What made you want to sign up or do this? I really wanted to see this area. Yeah. And more than just a rapid walkthrough, you Mm. know. So... That's about it. Yeah, really, this is a way to really get to get you yeah, got your figure, hands well, in the two ground. Weeks rather than four days walking the W. Kathy was kind enough to help me interview Malena, a volunteer through the Legacy Fund. She was taking a trekking course. And through the course, the information came to mm. all the participants. Yo soy trabajadora social. She's a social worker. Y nunca pensé, postulé. She likes the theme of volunteerism. Y tenía ganas también de conocer. She wanted to learn and visit this place. Pero por mi carrera, por mi profesión, yo creía que no iba a quedar seleccionada. Due to her um, career profession, social work, mm. she didn't imagine that she would be selected for this. Ah. But she applied anyways. So you must have been excited when you were selected. Sí, estaba muy contenta. Además, estoy con un tratamiento para la depresión. So she's also undergoing a treatment for depression. Entonces, esto me ha ayudado mucho a... So this trip, this whole trip has helped her think about how to improve herself and feel better all over as a person. She learned that she can do very many things. Do you think you'll um, hike again or do you think you'll come back to this park? Sí. Quiero, pues, quiero ver si puedo venir a un próximo voluntario más adelante, otro voluntariado. Oh, so she wants to see if she can come to another volunteer session oh. here in the park. Eh, porque ya sé lo que hay que hacer, entonces podría aportar ahora mucho más al, al trabajo. Cierto. Oh, so she says she now knows what has to be done and how to mm. do it. Mm. So she could really contribute a lot more to a new group. Of volunteers. Cuando se inaugure este este tramo, me gustaría estar también presente. And so when they finally inaugurate and open this section of the trail, mm. she wants to be here to see that. That was that was <laughs> that's so really cool. good. What does your family think? What did your family y, think? ¿Qué piensa su familia? Que, que, yo, que yo estaba loca. Mi mamá, loca? mi mamá me, me dijo, estás loca. Her mother said, you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> sí, por eso me medico. <laughs> she said yes, and that's why I'm dedicating myself to doing it. <laughs> you spent 10 days doing trail work, building a new trail with... 20 Chilean volunteers, and then also, I think, seven from Conservation VIP. Why for you, or for the fund, is it important to bring Chileans into the park to work on trails or do maintenance or the different projects that you do in the park? I mean, this is this is their park. I mean, this is their heritage. This is one of the stars of 
of Chile, if not the world in terms of natural environment and national parks. And a lot of Chileans don't have the opportunity to, to come here. It's incredibly expensive. It's very isolated. But if people don't know it and experience the wonder that is Teresa Pine, they're not going to be interested in protecting it and ensuring a sustainable future for the park, for its communities. So having the opportunity to come down here and literally get your hands dirty, be part of leaving something behind for your children or for you to come back to and visit in five years, I think is really powerful for a lot of Chileans that have never been here or been to other national parks that they have. And Chile is incredibly diverse and beautiful in terms of the natural environment. So to be able to participate in that and and literally leave behind a a footprint, so to speak, leave behind a, a physical impact and get to know the park, get to know its its opportunities and challenges too. I think a lot of our volunteers were able to interact with the rangers, interact with visitors, talk to different people about their experiences in the park and and what's been a challenge for the area. And so they're also getting to know and thinking about, well, how can I support moving forward, whether it's from afar or politically or with my vote or with my money or with my time, and whether it's in Torrey Pine or whether it's in other national parks or public lands that, that are closer to home. I spent my days on the trail, wandering up and down, having conversations with people like Milena, and recording bits of conversations that I heard along the way. Every single volunteer was so happy to be there, taking in the jewel of their country and feeling the earth in their hands. Most chose to spend their vacation doing this trail work. Emily was working hard too, leading her crew of volunteers and working with Conservation VIP to plot out the route. So what, what stage are you hey. working right now? Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Boom! So we are on cleanup crew. Cleanup crew. Yeah, yeah. making it pretty. The soil looks really Leveling rich. out. Yeah, it's really nice under here. God, this, this part is going to be just stunning. That's the grand... That's Pine Grande. Pine Grande. Cuernos. Cuernos. And then Almirante. Okay. And, and can the, we tower. see the towers under, behind here? Yeah, the pieces? towers are behind there. You can't see them for Oh, you can't see any. Because mm-hmm. some of the like, little pieces, you're like, ooh, is that? Right, right. And some people always think that that, like, kind yeah. of finger there yeah. is the back side of the tower. That's what I not. thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Here, I'll walk up with you guys because I have to see how the pigmatics are doing. Great. Along the way, Emily helped facilitate a conversation with Maria Francesca. What brought you here today? Why did you um, want to do trail work? Ah, porque considero que la conservación dentro del país está súper mala y ayudar a... She's saying, oh, to participate in the, the conservation in our country is pretty bad, so I wanted to, to come here to be able to help out, even if it was just in my own small grain of sand, to leave behind something, to participate in something like this. That really motivated me. 
So why do you say that conservation could be better in Chile? Porque aún no, no se implantan como la, los temas reguladores dentro de los parques, como el hecho de cuántas The culture here is still, not everybody goes into national parks and, you know, takes their trash and sticks to the trails. There's not yet necessarily in certain places a super strong norm for that. Would you do something like this again, do you think? Eh, sí, de hecho, porque lo que me motiva a estar acá es como ayudar. She said that, oh, empiezo? <laughs> that, you know, she feels like participating in this, it makes it makes it hers, and that every Chileno should feel some responsibility to protect their national heritage, and, and this is one of the most important pieces of that, and if they don't do it, who else will? And are you going to tell, tell your friends and family that? Sí, siempre se los digo. She's always told them that. Oh, that was fantastic. Gracias. Thank you. You're welcome. The Chilean volunteers were of all different ages and backgrounds. Of the women, the youngest were 18 and the oldest turned 39 while on the trail. Emily put a lot of thought into the mix of people and who would benefit from the opportunity. Of the women that you talked to, did any any stories in particular stand out? Oh, yeah. I mean, Claudia's. Bueno, esto es algo que viene hace un buen rato, años, años. Something that's been coming for a while now. Fue como que de pronto estaba mi vida y como que de pronto me perdí a mí misma. She's like, my life was going along and I, I realized suddenly that I kind of lost myself. Y acá en Chile está como muy estigmatizada la mujer mamá. Here in Chile, it's kind of very stigmatized the figure of the woman and the, the mother. You're the mother. Eh, hay mucho machismo. There's a lot of machismo. <laughs> Entonces yo quedé embarazada de mi hijo y después me olvidé de mí. Yo pasé atrás. I was I was pregnant with my son, and after that, I I faded into the background. Claudia had two more children, and she spent all of her time working and raising them. But she didn't stop dreaming. In the map of Chile, siempre que he salido, pero cerca de donde vivo, voy poniendo lugares, voy marcando, voy conociendo. I always put on the map, you know, right next to my house. I haven't gone far, but I put pins in the map where I've gone and where I want to go. Y yo tenía tres banderas de imposibles. And she had three flags that were marked as impossible. Y una era acá. One was here. Y y acá era nunca voy a ir. Never gonna get there. Porque yo leía. She she read about how it is here. Eh, la parte económica. The kind of how expensive it is. La distancia. The distance. El clima. El the clima, the weather. <laughs> Claudia saw the opportunity to volunteer at the park on television. She applied against the odds and was accepted. She didn't think she could afford the plane ticket, but a coworker bought it for her. Mm-hmm. And is this what you imagined? Mucho más. And much more. Mucho más, <laughs> mucho más. Wow, he encontrado... What I said in my house before leaving. Voy en busca de mi eslabón perdido. 
De tu que perdido. She said she was gonna go look for her. How should I say it? Um, parte de mí que se había perdido. Yeah, part of her that had been lost. She was gonna go look for it. And like, you know how in the, the chart of evolution, there's always these steps, you know, that yeah. seem so linear. And she feels like she was missing one. And she's gonna sí. go find it. Y acá lo encontré. And here I found sí, it. Sí, lo encontré. O sea, si caminaba 20 minutos, o sea, 20 metros diarios, de pronto y el otro día gracias Gray. She's like I, I normally every day I walk about 20 meters a day. And yo, yo me here, tocaba, me decía, soy yo. I walked all the way to Great Glacier and I couldn't believe it. And I'm touching myself. This, this is me. This is me. No, cuando vi el primer trozo de hielo fue como que algo salió así. When I saw the first hunk of ice, it's almost like something came out of me. I don't know. Yeah. And, Volvió. Ahora and estoy I'm completa. back. And I'm complete. Completa para, para mí. Yeah. Para mí primero. Complete for me first. Primero por mí. Para mí. For me. The other thing that got me about her story, you know, she kind of had this piece of her that was missing, that she missed a step that other people may have gotten to experience in, in growing older and growing up, and that, you know, she has this piece now, and I'm I'm just hoping she can keep it with her, you know? Like, I you just, it's easy to feel that way in the moment, and, you know, maybe yeah. I'm cynical. You know, it's just so hard to know. Like, you, yeah. I'm sure you get to know these people, and then... Yeah. And then you go back to your life and it's like, and now what? And how do I maintain that? You know, how do I continue to live in a way that's taking full advantage of my opportunities and not losing myself again? And my, it's so hard for everybody on a day-to-day basis to not lose sight of what's really important to you, to not lose sight of yourself, your own happiness when you are so responsible for other people. And I think her having children so young and, um, you know, she feels like she didn't never had a youth, right? Or, or a, a young adulthood um, in the ways that a lot of the other women on the trip were experiencing in that moment. She's like, you know, these people are half my age and look at all the experiences they've already had. And so for her to be able to do this, that you can still do this even if you're 39 and have all these responsibilities and have this family and, you know, financially it's really tough. But she said, well, if I put my mind to it, I can do it. And, you know, I've showed people that I can do it and all the doubters and my work and my family that I can do this. And and so, yeah, maintaining that perspective is hard. And I hope she's able to use this as just the start to to find ways to regain herself and and that outlet. I spent two days on the trail with this crew, and I was struck by both the impact they had on a beautiful trail, the view that few people have had the privilege to see, and the impact the trail had on them. They were all filled with gratitude for the park and the experience. I wonder what else I could do for parks close to home, And I wondered what tourists like me could do in visiting places like this. I should note here, I asked Emily this question back in November, before Bears Ears and Escalante National Monument were drastically downsized. But her answer contains an optimism that I'd like to keep fresh in our minds. 
Do you have any advice for someone who maybe is like saving up to hike the W or, or do the, the O? Any ways that they can get involved with preservation or at least being a more conscious hiker Absolutely. while hiking the trail? As an individual consumer, I think there's a lot we can do with sustainability and and I would urge people to visit STI's website, actually, Sustainable Travel International's website. They have a program called Travel Better that's geared toward the individual. What can I do on the individual side to be a more sustainable consumer of tourism? So they have a lot of resources devoted to that. In terms of Torres del Paine, I think people often think that their responsibility ends in, oh, I chose a green operator. I chose a a business that's environmentally responsible in terms of their own internal operations. But I would urge people to go a step further and look at what are they doing for their community? What are they doing for the destination as a whole, especially a national park destination? How are they supporting the national park? How are they supporting the broader ecosystem in which they operate? How are they giving back to the local community or engaging with the local community that they work in, that you're visiting, that you're having an economic impact on? And one of the ways to do that here is to patronize our business partners. Those are people that are are donating or supporting the legacy fund and their projects that give back to the entire destination. If there are other women out there who want to work in conservation and in similar type work Mm -hmm. that you do, why would you recommend it to them? I think it goes back to if you're personally motivated by the great outdoors, you love exploring um, new places, uh, you love being in the natural environment. It doesn't have to just be natural. I mean, sociocultural. A lot of our our public spaces also protect those elements of our of our heritage and our our patrimony. I think it makes sense to get involved professionally, or or do what you can on a volunteer basis to ensure that those those spaces pass down to the next generation or to you in in 20 more years uh, when you're continuing to want to enjoy these these beautiful areas so you know whether that's getting involved politically voting lobbying there's so many local organizations that do great work i think i think that's the important thing is getting see what's available locally what work is already being done and then how your skills can best support you know, it might be time, it might be money, it might be expertise, it might be volunteer work, it might be professional work. And then I say also just take the opportunities that come to you, jump on them, even if it seems kind of far-fetched and, and scary and maybe at another end of the world, that you can kind of bring that back to your home community eventually and and gain a lot of insight and experience by by learning from others and learning from other places. That's Gail Straub. You can find her podcast at she-explores.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And learn more about the Torres del Paine Legacy Fund at supporttdp.org or at humannaturepodcast.org. I'm Caroline Ballard. Our theme song is by Caught a Ghost. Human Nature is a production of Wyoming Public Media. It's human nature.